0: This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Kallstrup and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We're glad that you can be a part of the service. Haven't these uh, last few days been wonderful outside? Morning, night, I mean, man, hallelujah. We could take this all summer, couldn't we? Could you all take this all summer? It's going to be 80 today. It's going to be beautiful. Praise God. Hope you get out there and, and uh, enjoy some of that because, uh, man, I'm telling you what, it could be, uh, what, 95 and about 80% humidity. How many of you know that's not so much fun? No, it's not. Amen. Joe, you all bring a Bible with you this morning? Let's open our Bibles together to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to be uh, continuing on this series that we started back actually in the spring uh, called Stronger. How many of you want to be stronger? Hallelujah. And so it's important for us to get into the book and let the book get in us. That's the way you get stronger. Hallelujah. So we're going to have a good time in that. And uh, uh, so, Ephesians chapter 6. And again, if you um, uh, notice the announcement, on the 7th of June, on Wednesday night, there's going to be a marriage. Uh, and I think, is it Jimmy Evans that's teaching that? Yeah. And uh, Jimmy's teaching it. And I tell you what, it'll, it'll bless you. It'll help you. And uh, so we hope that you'll take advantage of that. And uh, if you don't, then you'd be in here on Wednesday nights, and uh, we'll preach the Word to you, praise God. Preach the paint off the walls. Just do something. Hallelujah. Amen. You're all fired up this morning, aren't you? Yeah. Good, I'm glad for that because uh, that's the way we want it to be. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, as we approach your word, um, I thank you so much, Father, for these people who have taken of their lives. They've come, Father. And I know that there's things you want to do in each and every one of our lives here through the word of God. So, Father, I believe that when we leave this place that there will be a change, that things will be different That there'll be a resolve within our hearts to put into practice that which we hear and that which we believe and that which we learn and so i just thank you for your grace and your blessing in every person's life here today those watching online father i thank you father for ministering to each and every one in jesus name amen Amen. this morning i want to talk to you about choices and you know we've been talking about being stronger but i want to talk about stronger by choice how many of you know you got a choice sometimes you know in our minds we don't think like we don't feel like we have a choice but the reality is is we absolutely do god has made you a free moral agent to do and choose and you know practice whatever it is that you want to so often though in life we say well you know i just don't have a choice well is that really true Sometimes people, you know, maybe they're stuck in a dead end job or something of that nature, and they say, Well, you know, I can't do this, I can't do that, you know, I just don't have a choice. Well, you probably do, you just don't know it or you don't believe it. How many of you watched Wild Hogs? How many of you don't even know what a wild hog is? Well, anyway, uh, there was a, a movie that came out some years back called Wild Hogs, and it had Tim Allen in it. And he played this character who was a dentist. And, uh, you know, he was uh, middle-aged, you know, the whole thing was all these guys going through midlife crisis and trying to figure out, you know, what in the world's going on. And so they take this motorcycle trip. Well. On the front end of this as they are identifying each one of these individual's problems. Tim is a he's a dentist and uh, and the other guys are wanting to take this trip. And he's saying, oh, no, I can't. You know, I've got all this responsibility, you know, and after all, I'm a doctor. And the guy goes, no, you're not. You're a dentist. Well, you know, they do have a doctoral degree, you know, in order to do what they're doing. But anyway, <clears throat> he felt like he was he couldn't you know, get away from his responsibilities. In other words, he felt like he didn't have a choice. Well, finally, his wife said, just get out of the house, you're driving me nuts. And so they go on this journey and so on and so forth. But so choices, you know, and, and I want to talk to you about Uh, Stronger by choice. Now look at our our text that we've used here. Pastor Brian started this with Ephesians chapter 6. The Apostle Paul here is writing in verse 10. He said, finally, my brethren, one more thing I want to mention to you. He said, to be strong. Finally, uh, my brethren, he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now he didn't say, if you can. Huh? He said, be strong. Well, the Lord would never ask us to do something that we're incapable of doing, right? So we can be strong. Amen. We can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He then goes on to say, you know, to put on the whole armor of God. And we really haven't talked about this dynamic of being strong, but, you know, obviously that he wants us to clothe ourselves. He wants us to put on this armament, if you want to call it that, so that we can be prepared for battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, and whether you realize it or not, we're in a battle, at least spiritually speaking. There are things that you and I have to deal with, but thank God greater is he that is in us than he that's in this world. Even though there are times when we don't feel like it, it doesn't look like it. You know, other people around us aren't talking like it, but thank God he said, you can be strong in the Lord. Everybody say, I sure can. You can, be, you can be strong in the Lord as a matter of choice. There were 12 spies that went out into a, a land that God had promised them, and 10 of them came back and said, we can't do it. And two of them said, yes, we can. And I have to believe, based on what we read in the Scriptures, the only difference between these you know, individuals was there, that some of them made a choice insane or thinking or believing that they couldn't and two of them made a choice and said, yes, we can. So everybody say, I can can. do all things things. through Christ Christ. who who strengthens me. Hallelujah. He wants you to be that person. That witness in the world of his power, his ability, that which he does through you so that the rest of the world can know, praise God, that there is an abundant life that Jesus came to give everyone, uh, whosoever, that means you, to be able to live in. Well, people, you know, a lot of times, you know, they'll just, uh, they, they kind of posture in their, not, not so much their physical body, although it can break out like that. You know, they'll just go. Well, who do you think you are telling me this and that? You don't know me, you don't know what's going on in my life, you don't know what I've been through, you don't and no I don't. But I know this much. That if you'll believe the Word of God, whatever it is that's happened in your past, whatever it is that's going on right now, or whatever you may face in the future, there is a God in heaven that will put you over and, praise God, make you the head, not the tail, above only and not beneath. But you got to believe the Word, amen? I tell you, Jesus purchased you with His own blood, not so that you could be a victim, but so you could be a victor. He gave you something that no one else can give. Are you listening to me? And so I tell you what, we ought to honor him. I said we ought to honor him with our lives. We ought to live in such a way so as to honor the king. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad this morning that your citizenship is in heaven and not in hell? Are you with me? Hallelujah. So he said, be strong in the Lord, the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. The devil's schemes, the tactics that he uses. You say, what are those? He's a liar to begin with. So he'll tell you you're no good. He'll tell you you can't do it. He'll tell you you're defeated. He'll tell you I don't know why you even think positive. You know, he'll tell you whatever it is that he can to get you to believe that you're not who you are in Christ Jesus. But thank God for his word. He's given us the word of God so that we can know. Everybody say, I know. Yeah, because of the word of God, the truth of God's word, his truth sets us free. From what the devil would try to impose upon us. You know, people, they're bound by bad habits. They're bound by alcohol. They're bound by substance abuse, all these things. And in their mind, they've got a battle going on. And they're just saying, I can't seem to, I just can't, you know, I just can't, I just can't. Well, someone's helping them. Someone's telling them that. And it's the God of this world. And, of course, it can be your flesh. You know, sometimes people, they just like it the way it is. And if you want to stay where you are, then I guess, I don't know, go out and have a cup of coffee. Because what i got to tell you is, well, it's going to require something of you. You want to keep having strife in your life? You want to keep having fights at home? You want to keep not talking to each other for three days until somebody yields? Now, I know nobody, none of you ever do that. But I'm just saying... Some of you, it's three weeks. But anyway, you know, it's these kinds of behaviors that you have a choice in making as to how it is that your life, if you want to live in some funk, you can. And a lot of people choose it. Are you with me? You say, yeah, but you know, what you're asking me to do is hard. It might be difficult. Yes, indeed, it might be. Thanks for your enthusiasm. You know, before Thanksgiving, I was weighing in at a nice, robust, plump 265. Hallelujah. I didn't look like Shamu, but I was on my way. Are you with me? And you know, all of us, all of us, we're, we're, we're thinking about it. You look in the mirror, and you go, <laughs> we need to do something about that. Maybe uh, Maybe later. In other words, we know we need to, but we don't. We talk about it in our brain. We may even, you know, uh, verbalize it to someone around us. But I'm telling you, until you choose, everybody say choose. Yes. Until you choose to do something about it, nothing is going to change. Are you with me? So, you know, I went back to this place, you know, and all and, uh, oh, the first, I mean, the first uh, day, <laughs> Let me tell you, boys and girls, it was ugly, you know, because most of the people that are in this gym, you know, are like in their late 30s and 40s. And here comes this 67-year-old gray-haired guy. And they're probably looking at him like, yep, he kind of looks like Shamu, but I wonder how this is going to turn out. But you know what you do? You keep going and you keep going and you keep doing And you stop eating anything and everything that doesn't move. Are you listening to me? And guess what? You'll probably lose weight. And not only that, you'll probably feel better. Huh? But you know, it's not what you do in a day. We're talking about choices. It's not what you do in a day. Well, you know, I did it once. (laughs) Yahoo! We're talking about what you do daily. That's when we start seeing change. Well, I don't like that so much. You know, I don't don't want to be bound, (laughs) you knothead. Then stay where you're at. Are you with me? You know, my wife, she was afraid of water. When we were, before we were saved, we were out at this lake, and she almost drowned. And uh, it was cool. I wasn't there. Well, I was there, but I wasn't there. I don't know. Anyway, she didn't like water. So she decides that she's going to, you know, uh, be proactive and do something. So she goes to the Y. She invites me. I'm still in the Shamu mode. I don't want to do nothing, you know. So she goes on her own. She makes a choice to go, okay. Now, remember, she's afraid of water. She didn't even know much about why You know, she did the doggy paddle thing, you know. That was about it. Well, she goes there and she starts meeting some people and finds this person that. And one of them was a a near Olympian, you know, that was like 70. Was she 80 years old? Yeah. And so she starts teaching her how to swim. And I am not kidding you guys. We went to a we went to a hotel. Um. A year ago, or maybe more, uh, we had our grandkids and, and uh, daughter and son in law. We were there, and we we're gonna go down to the pool, go swimming, you know, with, with the kids. And we get down there, you know, and as far as I know, nothing's changed, okay? But my wife gets in the water and takes off, and I think to myself, where is my wife? And what have you done with her? Because she's just, you know, got this thing going on, you know. And I mean, to tell you, I mean, it was beautiful. I said, what is up? And she said, well, you know, I'm just doing what I do, you know. Amazing transformation. Why? Because of a choice. I said, because of a choice. And not only that, it wasn't just one day, but what she chose to do daily. Are you with me? Now, her, her, her goal this year is to swim 100 miles in this year. You know, so she goes and she swims a mile, you know, three, maybe four days a week. In order to reach 52 weeks, you get to do the math. You with me? Yeah. So it's choices in our lives. So everybody say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, the Bible says to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So you can be strong in him if you want to. So when it comes to your lives, when it comes to your marriage, when it comes to your family, you can be strong in the word of God, what the Bible has to say as you relate to one another in those relationships. Or you can let your flesh dominate you, and you can say mean things or ornery things or hurting things or cutting things and all of that, you know. And you can just go on and live your messed up life, but you don't have to. You know, when the Bible instructs us to let no communi- or corrupt communication come out of our mouth, then that's what we need to do. It doesn't ca- I don't care about the way you feel, I don't I don't even think that I care about you know what it is that you feel justified in doing or saying or whatever the case that's not that's not what we're doing here. We're placing ourselves under the authority of the word of God and we're letting it govern by and as a matter of choice. I choose to follow him. I choose to do what he said. Am I in the right house? Now, you say, well, I don't have that problem. Well, good, then I'm not talking to you. But there's a whole host of others. Chances are might have an issue with what I'm talking about. And all I'm trying to share with you is, see, I want to bring about a change in your life. And I want to do it today. You know, I don't want you to say, well, you know, I'll get around it. No, 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 no. I want it to happen right now. I want us to begin daily doing what needs to be done. If there's things that we need to eradicate or get out of our life in order to be stronger, come on, then that's what we want to do. Isn't that what you want to do? I said, isn't that what you want to do? You say, well, I don't know if that's what I want to do. Well, then keep listening to this message until you do. Are you listening to me? Because it's important. And not only that, it'll bless you. It says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. So then it goes on to say, so wherefore, take. Everybody say take. In order for me to take something, I have to choose to reach out and grab it. Isn't that right? Otherwise, it'll be there. You know, we can go down to Doozies and we can get us a big old ice cream thing. How many of you have been to Doozies? How many of you don't know what Doozies is? You need to discover Doozies. Change your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you, you know, you can have a big old Sunday or whatever it is, you know, and it can sit there on that table, but I'm telling you, until you take it to yourself, you ain't going to benefit from it. And then you're going to miss out. Are you listening to me? Everybody will be, you probably, put your phones away. Probably all Googling it right now, you know. Where is this place? So in 13, he says, take to you the whole armor of God, all of it, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore. That's a choice. Having your loins girt about with truth and blessed of of righteousness and so on and so forth. But I want to read it from some other translations here. It says, That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. There's always going to be days that challenge you. You know, there's going to be bad news that shows up. It may be because you created it. It might not be. But either way, praise God, we win. About six of you think so. No, either way, we win. But so it says that you may be able to stand in the evil day. A lot of people, you know, when things go bad in their lives, they think, what have I done wrong? God, what am I doing wrong? This isn't a God thing. This is a devil thing. This is a hell thing. This is a curse thing. This is the world thing, you know, that comes against you. You know, people say, what did I do to deserve this? Well, maybe nothing. So the question is, is, you know, not, you know, what's, all, what's this all about? The question is, what am I going to choose? How will I respond? What will I do in the midst of this adversity, you know, this anxiety, this worry, this care, whatever it is that, 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 that I now find myself facing? Y'all glad you came today? Yeah. Well, in another translation, it says this, in order that you may receive power to withstand... How many of you know God will give you some power if you'll just stand? Huh? Another translation says that you may be able to withstand them. Cotterbears. Weymouth's translation, stand your ground. William's translation says, in the day when evil attacks you. Huh? Another translation, 20th century says that when the evil day comes, not if, but when, it comes. Come on now. Hallelujah. You may be able to withstand the attack. And then finally, Philip's translation says, resist evil in its day of power. So, hallelujah. Now, here's the next verse. And I'm going to read now these translations so you can get this. It says, and having done all to stand, stand, stand. One translation says, having overthrown them all to stand unshaken. Hallelujah. You know, to get out on the other end and say, glory to God, we, we, you know, we won. How many of you know it's more fun to win than lose? Another translation, 20th century, having fought to the end, still stand your ground. Having fought to the end, you remain victors on the field. And when it's all over, you hold your ground. And after having completely finished the contest, you hold your own. And then finally, and be found still on your feet, hallelujah, when the task is over. Hallelujah. Doesn't that sound like Jesus? I'm telling you, we we serve a victorious Jesus. Huh? And he's given you the victory. So we have a choice that we can make. Glory to God. Amen. But as you know, choices have consequences. Somebody decides they're going to do something. Well, obviously, there's the, you know, action and then the reaction. The consequence. Like when you go to a restaurant. You know? And how many of you have ever been to a restaurant and say, We won't ever do this again? Huh? How many of you are not really that discriminating where your palate's concerned? You'll just eat anything. I'm not sure how to take you. Yeah. And Josh says, oh, yeah, I'm hungry. Let's eat. Hallelujah. You know, even in you know, again, you know, you sit there and you look at the menu and you have a, you know, how many of you will will ask yourself the question or ask someone else, what are you gonna have to eat? What are you thinking? Why because you 've got to make a choice, and you 're not sure you know, so thank God you have the privilege of being able to choose whatever it is you want to choose isn 't that right huh you know if you want this, you want that it 's a choice and and life 's choices you know, I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to fly, and I figured the only way that was going to happen is if I went to the air Force now you 're going to you know this is going to sound real silly to you, but I didn't want to go that route I didn't want to sign up and go to the Air Force I don't know if I'd have made it anyway, but I didn't want to do that because listen to this because I didn't want to leave my friends So what am I going to do? I'm going to you know get some funky job that I don't like and I'm going to be stuck doing nothing Because of a choice Now it sounds silly, but you know when that's where you're at nobody was encouraging me. Hey, man you (laughs) Get to going, start making a move. Hallelujah, you know, you know, an eagle um, when they have their young uh, birds and they're in the nest, <clears throat> if they won't fledge or if they won't fly, you know what they do? They start tearing the nest apart. Some of you parents need to start tearing the nest apart, and that's all I got to say about that. Okay, otherwise they can live with you forever. Hallelujah. Does that sound good you say well as a matter of no no don't go there because you'll never make it hallelujah we're talking about choices and consequences you know and the truth is i mean even in you know career choices what do you decide you're going to do you know uh lifestyle choices marriage choices you know and 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 all of these things they impact our lives don't they Huh? And so we have to deal with them. Abraham, this is interesting, you can read the story later, but in Genesis chapter 12, you know, the Lord approaches him. How many of you know God has approached you about what it is? He said, I've come, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that you could have life and life more abundant. What do you think? Mm -hmm. What do you want to do? Well, yeah, if you want to hand it to me. No, 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 no. you got to obey me. you got to do what I tell you to do and I'll bring abundant life into your life. What do you think? In other words, you're faced with a choice. Well, I'm going to choose life. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? And yes, I may face some giants or maybe some mountains I have to, you know, crawl over or whatever the case might be. But I want what he has. Huh? Because I've come to discover he's smarter than I am. So he approaches Abraham and he says, listen, I want to talk to you. He made this statement to him. He said, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house to a land that I want to show you, that I will show you. And he said, and I will make you a great nation. Woo! He goes on then to say, I will bless you, make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless them that bless you. I'll curse those that curse you. Now listen to this, and in you... All families of the world or earth will be blessed. Why is that important? Because you're in this world. Huh? And he said that in you will all families of the earth be blessed. The Bible says if you be Christ, you're Abraham's seed and you are an heir according to the promise. So God wants to bless your life. Woo! Glory to God. I tell you, you ought to get excited about that possibility. Hallelujah. He wants you blessed. Hallelujah. We used to sing a song, I am blessed, I am blessed. Every day of my life I am blessed. In the morning when I wake up, when I lay my head to rest, I am blessed, I am blessed, I am blessed. A lot of Christians, you don't hear them talking like that. They're talking junk, talking negative, complaining, complaining. You know, about this, that, and the other. Dude, put a song in your heart. You're blessed. Amen. But again, you know, a lot of times we don't see what we need to see. He said, and so, and here's the thing. And so God approaches him, tells him this, and the next three words say, so Abraham departed. What did he do? He made a choice. What was the choice? I'm going to do, you know, I've been, I've been told what it is that God wants to do in my life. I'm taking it. Now, how many of you know that in his doing that, there was some effort that had to be applied? Huh? And not only that, but it could have been, you know, I mean, he just made a choice to obey and listen to God. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to clean up my life. I'm going to straighten up. I'm going to put this away. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to hang out with the wrong people. I'm not going to, you know, whatever, choices. But the thing you have to understand is, is that some choices, or sometimes I should say, choices require you to leave the familiar in order to enjoy something better. Huh? Just like my wife, you know. She, you know, was afraid to, to swim, but I tell you what, she made a choice. I'm going to go do this. You know, and I might flounder around, but it's going to be a way for me to get exercise. And look at the transformational change that came. She's better for it. Are you with me? You know, so many times, you know. I mean, it can be that way in any, any area, but again, sometimes you have to leave the familiar in order to enjoy something better. And many times, we don't want to leave the familiar. You've heard the old saying, familiarity breeds contentment. Huh? We're just kind of happy, you know, where we're at and this and that and the other. And, and I, I don't know that that's bad in and of it, you know, in, uh, in the proper context. You know, I'm not trying to make my life more difficult or anything of that nature. So, yes, I, you know, there's, there's areas of our life where we can be content. But I'm talking about choices in the context of becoming stronger and doing what it is that God wants us to do. So, again, these choices have consequence. You know, for example, again, the Lord visited Israel and said, listen, I want to deliver you from your slavery. And here's the interesting thing. I mean, he said, I want to take you out of Egypt. But it took some convincing, you know. And the reason is, it's because we become so entrenched In the way that we think, we don't, no, no, uh -uh, no, I don't want to go outside the box. But yes, it could be better. Life could be be better. No, uh -uh, leave me alone. Isn't that what they told Moses? He said, just leave us alone. Here they are in bondage, living as slaves. They have no life. And God comes along and says, I want to deliver you. And they're going ah. I mean you know why should it take but see the same things true with the gospel? Jesus said, "I've come that you might have life, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved. I've got a plan for your life and it's a good one and I want to bless you and prosper you and the world out there is going." Ah. Why? Because all they know is where they're at right here. All of us probably went through that same process. Somebody pitched you the gospel, you go, well, I don't know about that because then I'm going to have to give up my life. Huh? Huh? Then I won't be able to have, you know, I won't be able to do what I want to do. Well, listen, if you if you listen to the whole story, not only will you not want to do the stuff that kills, steals, and destroys, but you'll be glad that you can obey God and do what it is that brings blessing to your life. Huh? And the same thing was true with these people. I mean, it's, it's a... It's a what do they call that? A paradox? Not a paradox, an analogy. It's a something, you know, whatever. It's, it's like them and us. It's the same thing. God wants to bless your life. I don't know what that is, but you get it. How many of you know he wants you to be blessed? He doesn't want you to live like the world. He doesn't want you living in sin because why? Sin will kill you. That's why. When people disobey God and do things that are wrong, it destroys their life. And so God comes along and says, hey! I got life and life more abundant for you. What do you think? Well, I don't know. It's dumb. But that's what people do. And that's what sin does it makes people dumb. But thank God we're not dumb. We're smart. We're wise. We know the truth. And we have choices that we can make. You still glad you came? You know, so, so when, when the Bible tells you, you know, people walking away from sin or even Christians, you know, leaving the world. God wants you to leave the world. He wants you living in the world. You can't have one foot in the world and one foot in the king, uh, kingdom or in the church and say, hey, you know, aren't we blessed? No, man, dude, come out from among them and touch not the unclean things. Stop compromising Start making, or stop making excuses. Stop saying, well, you know, it's not that bad. No, dude, if it's bad, it's bad. That's all. I didn't make the rules. Huh? Pretty soon we'll all be done. We'll go have lunch. It'll be all right. But yet, right on the other hand, praise God, if you want to, you can make some changes in your life. Say, you know what? I know this. See, I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not up here, you know, like some judge or whatever. Just listen to your own heart, dude. It'll tell you. All you need to know. You say, oh, I'm so glad that this doesn't, you know, this doesn't apply to me. Well, good. You're, you're safe so far. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every person's life is affected in direct proportion to the choices that they make. Every person. Nobody's exempt. People say, well, you know, they just got it better than we do. I got to believe that there's something that went on in their lives in the way of choice that probably helped to affect that. Wouldn't you agree? See, the reason that we think that way is because the devil wants to keep his thumb on us. And say, you didn't have the choices they made. And so that's why you're here. And if I were you, I would get mad and I would resent them. And I would this and that and the other. So you can stay where you're at. Huh? Or you can start thinking different. And you can say, you know what? I don't care what happened to anybody else. Praise God. My God is a big God. He's on my side for me. Wants to put me over. And he said he'd bless me. I'm going with him. See, if you want to fixate on the negative and talk about how bad, you know, you have it because of somebody else. And see, the whole blame thing is from hell. What happened to Adam? He said, well, it's this woman that you gave me. It's not me. I didn't do it. Yeah, you did. head. Huh? But what happens? We want to blame. Couldn't possibly be me. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, sure could. So you got to get over that. You got to choose. You say, you know what? The whole blaming thing's over. I'm done, and I'm going to start fixing me. Boy, this is such a cheery crowd. You know, just you know, wow. People are just having so much fun. I tell you what. Let's look at another scripture. Maybe that'll help. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 30 in the Old Testament. I know you're just listening. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Everybody say, I choose life. life. Yeah, glory to God. That's the direction we want to go. So every person's life is affected in direct proportion to the choices that they make, whether it's spiritually, physically, personally, relationally, I mean financially, you know. Uh, all of those things uh, impact our lives. Look at Deuteronomy 30, and, and Moses is talking to them. He's kind of coming to the close of his discourse, and uh, notice verse 15. He said, See, I have set before thee this day life and good, death and evil. Drop down to verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, what's the next two words? Choose life. Say it again. Choose life. Say it one more time. Choose life. So choose life. It's a choice, you're not a victim. Jesus Christ redeemed you from the curse of the law being made a curse for you so that the blessing of Abraham could come on your life. Choose life. It's your choice. Well, you know, no, it's not. You know, they've just done this and they've done that. Listen, I don't care what anybody else has done. They can't hold you where you are unless you let them. Are you with me? So he said, therefore, choose life so that you and your seed may live and that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, that you may cleave unto him because he is your life and the length of your days. Aren't you glad you love Jesus? Aren't you glad you know Jesus? I mean, the simple fact that you know him, praise God, opens up the door of possibility within your life. Hallelujah. For exceedingly wonderful things to happen. Hallelujah. Because he's got great plans in store for you. Amen. And it's important for us to understand that. So let's, let's ask this question here. Y'all doing all right? Notice, let's ask this question. What is it that determines a person's choices? What is it that determines a person's choices? You say, well, you know, it's the way they brought up. Well, I I understand that maybe that may have some impact on it, but it isn't the only thing that determines their choice. I'd like to suggest to you this morning, I mean, there may be a lot of different things, but I'd like to suggest to you this morning that the thing that really makes or determines what people choose is what they know or what they don't know, knowledge. Okay, whether it's accurate or otherwise, how many of you ever ever did something, made a choice and you got some bad information? Huh? Sure, we all have, because that's what we, you know, understood to maybe uh, supposedly be true. So so the the whole thing is, is that if I want to make good choices, huh, if I want to make accurate choices and my choices are based upon knowledge or what I know, And praise God, I need to know the truth. And I want to tell you this morning, dear friends, this right here is it. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. This doesn't lie. Huh? He said, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life so that you can live, and so that you and your seed will be blessed. It's kind of simple, huh? Yet, Ron, on the other hand, we kind of get it complicated from time to time because of this, that, and the other. So, you know, that's what what has to happen. So, one choice that every person needs to make in their life is to just decide God's always right. Huh? He's always right. Whatever you read in the Bible, when it says to put this away and put on this and whatever, it's always right. Okay, now we may not always do it, okay, because we're human. But yet, right on the other hand, we do have a choice that we sure enough can, can't we? And it may not be the easiest thing. It may be a little bit difficult, but praise God, you know, we're going to do what it is that he's telling us to do, and we're going to enjoy God's best. Amen? You can be frustrated. You can be um, um, jaded. You can be... um, Whatever, <laughs> you could be whatever you want or you can decide or choose to get happy. That went over like a lead balloon, man. Did you did you feel that? Yeah. Why are you so angry? What is your problem? Huh? You're choosing to believe something that is inconsistent with what it is that God says within His Word. And you're bound by it. But listen, you don't have to be. Did you hear me? I said you don't have to be. You can choose to say, you know what, that's enough of this. And you set it down and you walk away and don't pick it back up on your way out. You say, well, you know, that's easier said than done. I get it. I totally get it. But I tell you what, the further you walk away, the easier it is to say, I'm done. Are you with me? Amen. Remember Lot's wife. Isn't that, what you, isn't that what the Bible says? What'd she do? She turned around. Well, you don't have to turn around. You say, I'm making a choice. All the rest of them didn't look back. She did. Huh? <clears throat> you know, when I retired... Uh, a well retired I don't know if that's the right word when I turned the church over to him one of my colleagues told me he says when you you preach he says you don't preach correction you just preach something positive and victorious and that and you leave all the correction to him I I don't think that's working (laughs) I still think maybe it's the other way around you know (coughs) But I tell you what, you guys, I love you. My wife and I, we love you. Just because roles of change doesn't change how we feel about you. And we want God's best for you. And sometimes, you know, um, we have to eat our vegetables. Are you with me? That's the only way you can help people. You know, sometimes, I mean, it's not, well, you know, he just made my life a blah, blah, blah. No, I didn't. All I did was tell you the truth. Why? Because I want to help you. I don't want you to live, you know, scowling, you know, fussing, messed up. Nobody wants to be around you. They don't know how to take you, you know. It's like, get happy, you know. All right. Moving right along, how'd I do? Yeah, he says, fine, no problem. He can fix anything I mess up anyway. So, so where am I here? Stronger. We're talking about stronger by choice. And, and, and we become stronger by making choices that God would have us to make. With obedience comes strength. It's just that simple. You know, when I got saved, I was weak. I mean, in, in, in the things of God, in obeying God, in doing the will of God. But with each step of obedience, I became stronger. You know, he said, "Put that away. Don't participate in that. They're not your friends." You know, things of that nature. And so, as you as you walk it out, again, with obedience comes strength. I'll show you this uh, scripture. Pastor Brian made reference to it. Turn to Second Chronicles 26, and we got to close because it's about time already. Second Chronicles chapter 26. Y'all glad you came? I know I've asked you that a couple times, but I'm I'm after some encouragement. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 26. Notice what it says here in these first four verses. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room or in the stead of his father Amaziah. And he built Eloth, and he restored it to Judah. And after that, the kings slept with his father. Sixteen years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was that gal from Jerusalem, and he did that which was, listen, verse 4, and he did that which was what? Yes, he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah did. Now drop down to no, I was just going to read one. Then, I was, Never mind. Let's keep reading. I'm sorry. Listen, verse 5. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding and visions of God. And now listen, as long as he sought the Lord, he made him to what? Prosper. Prosper. And he went forth, and he warred against the Philistines, and broke down the walls of Gath, and the walls of uh, Jabneth, and then the walls of Ashdod, and and he built cities about Ashdod uh, among the Philistines. And God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians, and he dwelt in the land of Gerbalah. this other place. And then the Amorites gave gifts to Uzziah in his name spread abroad, even to the entering of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. How did that happen? Because he sought the Lord to do God's will. And as long as he conti- obedience, listen, brings strength. And so this guy, I mean, if you read the whole narrative here, man, he is lights out. Now let's drop down to verse uh, 14 for the sake of time, because we don't have time to read all this. He prepared for them throughout all the hosts, uh, shields, spears, helmets, uh guns, bows, slings to cast stones. And he made in Jerusalem engines. He invented by cunning, invented by cunning man, men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks, to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far and above uh, or, or abroad, for he was marvelously helped. Why was he marvelously helped? Because he sought the Lord. He put God first. And when he did that, God blessed him. And it says that he became marvelously strong or strengthened, listen, or uh, helped till he was strong. Now, Pastor Brian just got done teaching a message about priorities over pride. The only thing that happened to this guy is, is he got proud. And as it turns out, he lost everything. Verse 16 says, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up. Um, to his destruction. So we don't want to go there. Amen? But yet, right on the end, the point I'm trying to make, the principle I'm trying to communicate is, is when he sought the Lord, when he obeyed God, he was strengthened. And think about the marvelous things. Your life, man, I'm telling you what, you're so much better off than you were when you first got started with him. Huh? Your life is better. Amen. I mean, You know, now, some people could complain on that point, but I'm telling you what, if you know him, you're blessed. Amen. Amen. More so. So, so marvelously, things increase as we obey him and as we do his. So you have a choice. Praise God. And here's the cool thing about it. You can make the right choice. You sure can. I said, you sure can. And I believe you want to. Amen. And not only that, I believe you're going to. I said, you're going to. I mean, when it comes to job choices, choosing a mate, health choices, making right choices—like I said, they can be difficult. But you can have us. You can your your family can be stronger. Pastor Brian just preached it last week. And when you choose priorities over pride, when you choose to go to church, Amen. isn't that one of the things we were talking about? Being stronger. When we choose biblical knowledge and vision over the world's ideas and what it is, we become stronger. When we pray, we become stronger. When you pray with your family, you become stronger. When you pray with your spouse, you become stronger. Why? Because you're doing what it is that he told you to do. And with that comes great grace and great blessing. And I wish I had more time. Let's make the choice to put God's Word first. Are you listening to me? Examine your life in the light of the Word and say, you know what, am I doing what it is He told me to do? Am I always talking ugly? Or maybe I don't talk ugly all the time, maybe just sometimes. Maybe I need to stop that. Huh? Maybe I need to show kindness. Maybe I ought to be a bit more generous. Maybe I ought to, you know, uh, uh, be faith-filled. Maybe I need to honor Maybe I need to respect. You know, sometimes, I don't know how it is about you, but sometimes, you know, we we just don't know because we really don't really think about it. You know, I've apologized to my wife for 45 years for the stuff I didn't know when we first dated and when we even first got married. I was a knothead, okay? But I've gotten better. Haven't I gotten better? Uh, She's wondering. Anyway, (laughs) I think so. You know, so, so we're not always really cognizant, you know, am I respectful? Am I honoring? Do I show kindness? Am I generous? You know, when it comes to these things. You know, if you're given to being stingy, you know, hello. <laughs> you know, whenever you make a statement like that, sometimes they just kind of start looking at me. <laughs> you're talking to me. You know, if you're given to that, you know, maybe you got to think that over a little bit. You know? It's just a thought. To revere God, to respect one another, to put away sin, wrongdoing, strife, evil speaking. Choose to stop blame, blaming everyone and everything else about your problems. They're not your problem. The economy's not your problem. Your job's not your problem. Listen, you have choices. Say, I'm stuck. No, you're not. The devil just wants you to think you are. Are you listening to me? Let's bow our heads together. Father, we want to be stronger because of choice. Our choices. Choosing to obey you. Choosing to follow you. Father, we want to decide that things are going to be different and better where our lives are concerned. Because because you've got this plan for us that you created. God, help each and every one of us to not only know your will but to obey it, to follow it, to recognize the value in what it is that you have spoken so that our lives can be everything that you want them to be. Father, we come against the forces of hell that would attempt to incarcerate men and women, Christians, believers, Father, in making them think that life can't be different. Father, I wanna thank you for the Spirit of God working in in the hearts and in the minds of those that are gathered here, those that are watching online. That Lord, today will be viewed as a different day, a day of change, a defining moment, a place where we drive a stake in the ground to say no more of this. Oh Lord, help us to walk in the light of your word. For therein is freedom and liberty. While every head's bowed, eyes closed, no one's looking around. You know, we've talked about a lot of things here this morning, and I just want to I just want you to know, dear friend, that you've got options and Jesus gave them to you. And I want to encourage you to take them. No longer to park by whatever it is that seems to make you think that things can't be different. And you just say, oh, yes, they can and they will be because I'm not staying here anymore. So while your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed, no one's looking around, if in the context of what I've shared with you here this morning, there's an area in your life that you recognize, wow, I have just settled for way too little here and I just have not believed what I know is to be true, and you'd say by your uplifted hand, Pastor, today is a different day in my life can I see your hand anywhere as I look thank you sir bless you anybody else you know ministers to you in a in a way that is going to bring about change because you're going to make some different choices yes thank you bless you anybody else hallelujah yes thank you lord we bless you father we honor you hallelujah thank you father hallelujah thank you lord anybody else We'll just give a moment here, you know. We're in no hurry. Thank you, ma'am. Bless you. Anybody else? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Perhaps you're here this morning. You've never asked Christ to come into your heart. I think we're amongst our own, but I'd never want to take it for granted. If you happen to be here, praise God. You've never asked Christ to be the Lord of your life, and you say by your uplifting hand, Pastor. Would you pray for me? I have an interest in your prayer. You may be online watching. You've never asked Christ to come into your heart. Today could be your day. You could just say, you know what, I need Jesus. And you could ask him to forgive you, come into your heart, be the Lord of your life, and he'll change you forever. Hallelujah. Is there anyone here this morning you never made that decision? Anyone at all? All right. Well, Heavenly Father, these that have raised their hand... Are doing it before you not before me or men but god they've made a decision they've made a choice that they're going to live differently that they're going to think differently that they're going to act differently father as we pray together this morning i thank you father for ministering to their hearts and for bringing life and deliverance to them follow me in this prayer uh, church dear heavenly father I ask you to forgive me for not thinking the way that I should. And I thank you for your redemption that provides liberty and freedom in my life. And I receive it today, Lord. Thank you for helping me and strengthening me by your Spirit in my inner man. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Any good? Amen. Praise God.